Hmm, let's see about this. Coffee code cast number 18. Is this 18? 18. With a, with a cold 12-ounce Coors Light. Cheers, buddy. Salute. doing i'm good you want to close the door what are, what are you looking at oh i thought i heard somebody over there no maybe we should just close the door just in case i don't know just people don't fucking be annoying that's eh, fine we'll see right. how it goes these, these mics shouldn't pick any of that shit up anyway so uh yeah we got a little drink we got a little food in here so pardon our eating i'm gonna eat some bimmy bop bimmy bop how do you say that i don't know i thought it was bim is it bimmy bop or something right Bim a bop. Go look it up. Got a little halal guys over here. Combo platter is good. Isn't it like B I B I B? Consult the wiki. B bim bop. 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 All right. Fuck. I said it really wrong then. Sometimes anglicized as B bim bop or B bim bop. Wow. It's a Korean dish. Huh. I think it's pibimbap. 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 That's the Korean pronunciation. Wow. The word literally means mixed rice. What's the spelling? B-I-B-I-M-B-A-P. Served as a bowl of warm white rice topped with sautéed veggies and chili pepper paste, soy sauce, a raw or fried egg, and sliced meat are common additions. Are we recording now? Yeah. Hmm. I shouldn't have a mouthful of food then. Mm-hmm. No. You're going to have some editing to do. Or it's going to be rude and slobby. So we learned what bibimabap means. Or, sorry, what the fuck? No, clearly I didn't learn because I just mispronounced it again. Bimibop. We also learned about cuddle puddles. <laughs> we were talking about cuddle puddles on the couch talk today at work. Cuddle puddles and what is the other one? Cuddle puppy. parties? Puppy. Puppy parties. Puppy. I don't know. Cuddle puppies? I forgot. <laughs> Should probably be clear that by couches you mean the couches at work that we sit on and just bullshit. Like, wasn't like we were cuddling on the couches or something. There was nothing like that happening here, no. <laughs> so, you were drinking with our biggest fan the other night. I got some texts. Who's our biggest fan? Um... Uh, well, the bagel? Know. Maybe. Let me, let, me, let me bust out the phone, because I believe I got some texts. Nothing too incriminating. Don't worry. You gave me a pretty, a pretty uh, drunk-looking photo, and that you were at a bar, and that you were having some, getting some help from your hombre Tito. Friday night was a shit show, man. <laughs> are, you having a Trump, are you having a tough time like uh, recollecting what, what happened here? No, I remember everything. It was still a shit show. As my buddy Cypher said, I knew you guys were fucked when I showed up to karaoke. And Dave was singing and you were the only one dancing in the whole bar. (laughs) 
Well, your good friend Dave, I think, was messaging on your behalf. Yeah, he took my phone at one point, I think. Or, or maybe it was you, but somebody indicated that, that Dave was our biggest fan. It says here, I'm okay, I'm with Lester, our biggest podcast fan. And then you went on about talking about how many things he's made you drink. <clears throat> but then he, then he went on to say that he couldn't find the latest episode of the cast. He was actually two behind. So for being a biggest fan. You were a little disappointed, weren't you? I don't know that he can be... I, th- I don't know if he can be self-proclaimed biggest fan if he's behind two episodes. Maybe he just liked the Diva episode so much he just kept playing that one. You got to get them while they're hot and fresh, man. It's like cookies. Once once they've been out for a while, they go stale. Fresh baked. You want the fresh baked Otis Spunkmeyers or whatever the fuck those things are. <laughs> That's now. right. You want your beer to be as cold as the Rockies. Yeah, if the Rockies aren't blue, man. You're not drinking cold beer. That's right. What I was going to tell you is that this, so, like, I've got my meal thing dialed in right now. So I'm working out. Now this is what, week three of workout? Yeah. And... I'm trying to get away from the IF intermittent fasting protocol a little bit more. Like, like I'll do it on my days off or something like that. But if I'm if I'm really working out six thirty in the morning, then I it's hard for me to wait until noon. Well, you're feeling personal. a little bit out of energy, right? I was flat. Friday was terrible. I couldn't finish the workout Friday. I had to stop early because I was just I had zero juice, zero energy. Once I realized, okay, I really need to be, I need to change it up a little bit, change the protocol. I need to be eating a little bit earlier on the workout days and then whatever, I'm days off for the weekend, <clears throat> back it off. So anyway, I haven't been very good at meal prep at the house. That's the whole thing, right? I have not done a good job of that. I bought some stuff last week and most of it, I didn't really do anything with it. I made it a whole chicken and still have a lot of a whole chicken left over a week later. And I'm just not, I don't have a lot of stuff at the place and it's, I don't want to spend a lot of money getting a bunch of stuff. So I've got it dialed in. I figured out a couple of things. So one thing that I love is this meal pal I told you about. So I'm doing a 12, 12 meal plan. So meal pal is very cool. If you don't know what this is. So it's like, it's a monthly subscription. You pay for either 12 meals uh, as a bundle up front, 12 meals a month, or you pay for 20. So it, and it's for the work week. So effectively, Monday through Friday, you're either going to get three meals a week or uh, five, right? So, <clears throat> but the deal is, is that you buy the packs and then each meal itself is something like $5.99 a meal, six bucks. I think maybe $5.49 if you get the 20 pack. Just super cool because you're getting stuff from local restaurants, Sprout, Evergreen, Halal guys, all these places around here anyway. And what happens is every night at 5 p.m., they release the menu for the next day. And it's going to be one item from each place. Combo platter one day from Halal guys, chicken platter the next day, whatever. And then you you reserve it, a pickup time. I'm going to be there from 11.45 to noon the next day. You show up, you show them your email with a number on it, and they'll just give you the meal. That's the full-size thing. So I don't know how long the shit can stay in business, but you're going to get a full meal for half off almost. And so I've been doing the 12 pack, three meals a week, which is pretty good because I can get stuff from the, you know, quote wizard kitchen uh, one or two days a week. Or I can just go out to eat somewhere else that's not on the rotation at Meal Pal. Yeah. So I've got lunch like that's lunch. 
But the other thing I've been doing too, I just signed up for Freshly. Oh. Yeah. That was the new that was the new surprise. I wanted that reaction from you. That's so, why I didn't tell you earlier. Freshly is the one is that pre packaged meals like in the little um kind of like the bowls? Is that the one that Freshly is? Yeah, they come in these trays. It's kind there of like a rectangular it almost looks like a frozen dinner thing. Yeah. Yep. But they're all fresh. Hence the name Freshly. Um, and they used to be paleo kind of ish. Or you could go paleo. They might have some of those options. I know that everything they have is gluten free. I think most things are gluten free. Well, I'm gonna try it out. They had a promotion going on where I could get two weeks for twenty dollars off a week. And so the package right now, like the common the, the popular package is six meals a week for nine ninety nine a meal. And then they're giving twenty dollars off as a promotion. So you get six meals for thirty nine ninety nine. We tried freshly for a while back when I worked at Prep sportswear and and it was pretty tasty. I I enjoyed it. They had quite a variety. I think at the time it started out as kind of uh, dinnerish entrees when I started, and they were moving into like breakfast items, a lot of egg based stuff, and they were all really good. I never had any like big complaints. There's not a lot of starch, I wouldn't say, or a lot of uh, carbohydrates in them. I think that's kind of part of their point, or at least at the time that was what they were focusing on. Generally, they were very good. Although I did eventually start to miss kind of bread and stuff like that so but otherwise good stuff easy to make easy to transport well the thing i like about it is that everything's set up ready to go it's not like you have to make it you just take it and well you heat it up heat it up yeah so i like that there's no no work behind it and i thought for the price it's not that bad because you get a lot of diversity in the meals you i'm sure after a while you get tired of it i don't know how often they come up with new curate new recipes. It seemed like they had a few things on there that were new. But for $9.99 for dinner, it seems to me like it'd be like a lot less waste just because right now I buy shit. I could easily spend $60 at the grocery store to try to make shit for a week. And I'm not going to have the, the diversity of foods at all that I would get from these guys. Right. Chicken teriyaki dish, some kind of Parmesan, chicken Parmesan with broccoli, beef chili. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm going to try it out. 40 bucks for two weeks. And the other thing I like about it, too, is that you can also skip. You don't have to do it every week. You can skip delivery. Right. So I'm taking six meals in on the 21st. I think that's when I'll be back in town. I'll be gone this week for travel for a bit. So when I get back, I'll get six, and then I can freeze them if I don't want to use them all. Don't they? They come partially frozen, right? If I remember correctly, they're supposed to be fresh, but they're they have some kind of cooling, like they have ice packs or something in there to keep it cool enough, so it can sit out on the porch for a few hours or something. Yeah. So yeah, that's excellent. I, yeah, I, I actually liked them a lot when we had them, and I, I think we just moved on to trying to cook more for ourselves. So that's the only the only reason we went away from them, but. They were good when we had them for sure. And I remember there was some carnitas ones that were like super tasty. Uh, so yeah, I think that's good. Do you have them shipped? So you're having them for dinner, but I know you have mentioned you haven't spent a ton of time at home. So are you actually making it home or are you making shipping them to the office and eating them here? Like, what are you doing? No, I'll ship it to the apartment. It'll be yep. easier just to not have to carry that in transit. Where do you have? Well, I didn't. Yeah, I just didn't know if you wanted to like carry the, the meals in every day or whatever. No, because what I'll do is I'll do meal pal for lunch, 
So I'll just go out and grab this shit and then go home and have one of those mm. at night. Where do they leave it? I thought you had no place to leave packages in your building. We don't have a concierge, but a lot of times what they'll do is uh, a couple things. So they'll ring a doorbell of somebody else, and if someone's around, they'll open the door, let them in, and just leave it at the doorstep inside okay. in, the, in the lobby area. Or there's a pickup UPS FedEx pickup location on another block over. Okay, so they'll just bring it over there? So maybe they'll bring it over there, and I can just grab it, on, take the bus, and carry it home a block, which that'd be fine. I don't mind doing that. Yeah. That's excellent, dude. I think that's good. What is, have you had a chance to talk to the folks at the CrossFit gym about this? Like, what are their thoughts or have you not brought it up? No, I didn't talk to them about it. Uh, I just talked to them about general nutrition stuff. And so it's interesting because everybody has their own flavor of nutrition. Coming from intermittent fasting, I've been looking at how that protocol works with CrossFit. And there are some people that do it. Their recommendation is just that that might be too much too soon. Just there's a lot of change going on physiologically, not being worked, having not worked out for a long time. So they said, look, you know, at some point you could do it if you wanted to, but it doesn't really make, it's going to be a harder curve to try to do that now all at once. So they thought it would be advisable to do a, they actually said high carb, low fat okay, to start and, and then go from there, like adjust from there. So I'm not exactly doing that. I am, I, do have carbs. This bowl, I mean, this BB bop has a lot of white rice in it and tofu. So I'm not against that. I just am not going to, I think they wanted me to hit what were the numbers. They seemed really high. It was, it was 260 grams of carbs, uh, no more than 50 grams of fats and uh, something like 175 grams of protein, like almost wow. a gram <clears throat> per pound. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> well, it just takes work. Like, I don't know that I could eat 170 right. grams of protein. I'd Not without get, supplement, right? need to supplement it. It seems a lot. So I'm, I'm not doing anything that strict. I'm trying to just read my body. It's been a stretch to eat as much as I have been, but I am eating more. Because usually I would just kind of, you know, in a, I was doing 16-8 or 18-6 eating in a six-hour window. And it's really hard to eat a lot of food in a six-hour window. <laughs> yeah. Like I was getting well, and your food. body was probably not used to eating a lot of food in general just because you've been on that fasting program. Mm -hmm. So you're just not used to intaking that much. Exactly. I'll tell you what. On the subject of the CrossFit gym that you're a member of, uh, my wife happens to be a Zumba fitness instructor at that gym on Saturday mornings. And so for whatever reason, she had a – well – I don't know if she was trying to pimp it as an anniversary present or what, but anyway, she drugged me in the other day, last Saturday, to participate in the Zumba festivities, which I'm awful at, by the way. Uh, ah. And uh, the the owner of the gym, I believe, from what she was explaining, was in there doing a workout prior to the prior to the class. So when I walked in there, he's number one. He's like shirtless, in like shorty, super shorty shorts, you know, just barely enough. To cover anything. Oh, wow. <laughs> and dude's got a 45-pound plate on his back, and he's just like in plank position with the 45-pound plate for like, I don't know, three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets done with that, grabs the 
the bike, you know, the bike with the big fan wheel on the front. And he carries that thing outside because it's all the way on the back wall and he carries it all the way outside. And then I see him like set it up outside, pedal his ass off like for like, I don't know, an interval of 10 seconds maybe. And he did it a few times. And then he drug that back in, the, in into the room and then he went and did the spin class. And dude is just like sweating. I guess just running. And he's a beast. He's huge. Ha. Huh. Yeah, I don't know his name. It's she mentioned it, and it wasn't the guy I was thinking of. Okay, the guy that I talked to, I think, is part owner, and he does the CrossFit stuff Monday through Friday, usually or in between. Yeah, some of the guys in this class are the same way. You've got guys in there that are competing in in the sport. A lot of us are just in there to get in shape, but there's a few of these guys that are actually doing it, training for it, and so. Yeah, that blows my mind. I mean, some of these wads that they're doing, they're they're crushing it, man. They're crushing it. I was the one I, I said Friday was really rough. I had to stop. I don't even know. Like, par- I was partially through the workout, maybe two thirds of the way through the workout, and I stopped like around twenty minutes. And like the first dude to get done did it in like under ten. It was like nine, <laughs> and he did the whole fucking thing with all the prescribed weights and. I mean, dude, it's just like you have to train to that point. It's just insane what the fuck he was doing. There's no slowing down. It's in, it was intense. Have you seen noticeable improvement from you're about, what, two weeks in now? I'm only two weeks in, but I have. It's been really drastic, actually. So I'm already feeling better. I'm already, like, I mean, that's pretty immediate, right? How you feel, like coming out of there, just dripping wet every day. Like you, I'm feeling better because I'm doing it four days a week. So took you know, taking a day off. So I think I'll probably stick with that. I'm not ready for five five days. That's pretty intense. It's a lot. And I just needed this weekend. I needed a lot of recovery time. So I'm just feeling okay right now. But I'm starting to see some shape changes already, hmm. which is great. And I'm uh, feeling better. And I'm able to do things already a little bit better than I did the first time. Some shit I just can't do at all. I mean, some of these things are doing hanging from bars, doing pull-ups and uh, what do they call them? Like toe toe to bar or toe bars. So you get on you get on the pull up bar, right? And then you got to swing your hips, get your toes to hit the bar where your hands are at. Oh shit, that's like a flexibility thing. Not only yeah, that's you're right. Correct. Yeah, it's all it's like multiple things there that I just don't have. Right. <laughs> so there's some other things that you can do to build up to that, and so I'm doing some substitutions. But yeah, it's it's. I've already seen some stuff. It's just got a long way to go. Yeah. How was that combo platter, dude? It's delicious, but I'm fucking full, and I should stop eating it. It's a lot of food. This ice cold Coors Light isn't too bad either. Uh-oh. So, did you come up with any other big-time topics to talk about today on the uh, Coffee Codecast? I was looking around for some stuff. The only thing that I really found... Well, you sent me that link, so I was poking around the Tesla site looking at Tesla 3s today. <laughs> yep. And then we were talking about the Joe Rogan, Elon Musk podcast, which was pretty cool. I think a few people saw that over the weekend. You saw that. It made national news, mainly because Elon took a drag off of a joint. But if you get beyond that, even the content of the interview was actually really, really interesting. And a lot of people glossed over it just because of the one drag that he took, you know, three quarters of the way into the episode. But. There's a lot of really great topics in there, right? From AI to 
to Tesla, the cars, to um, SpaceX. SpaceX, there you go. Uh, all kinds of ranging topics, and, and it was really interesting to hear him talk in long form like that and hear his just his way of thinking and, and portraying things that he's been involved with, you know, including like talking to governments and stuff about what AI is going to do to the world and then just kind of glossing over it or ignoring his thoughts or whatever. It was super fascinating podcast. All right, we're recording again. Pro Tools, fuck you. I have a $5,000 Mac, $4,000 Mac laptop and Pro Tools wants to crash every 10 fucking minutes. Well, we're recording again. Let's see if it goes for more than 30 seconds this time. Well, we're in a new location. We're in the Quo Wizard conference room, third floor tech. Yeah, we got a nice spread here. We got a big conference room table. So we got lots of uh, space to, to work with. This is nice. This is a nice space for the recording. And and requires us to both bring our gear into work rather than to have to haul it to one or the other of our houses. So works out nicely. And if somebody happens to drop in, you know, we got the extra mic here. Somebody can drop in and say hello. That's the magic of the madness here. Anybody can pop in and say hello if they want to. That's right. It's a little late now. I'm sure everybody's at fuel. It's 545. Nobody's working here right now. <laughs> I guarantee you. We saw a couple people playing pinball upstairs. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to set up in there next time. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be fun. People can just drive by. You get more drive-bys on the fourth floor. That's true. For sure. Yeah. Nobody's going to come down here. Or maybe in the kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen would work too. Something like that. We could do that. That'd be fun. We'll experiment with some of that stuff. I think it is nice to have it here in one place and not have to lug it around or have to travel to different places and set it up all the time. So in other news, uh, I was telling you today, we were talking about Elon before the shit crashed. We were, yeah, yeah. And uh, we can circle back to that. But uh, other exciting news, probably shit, what, a year ago? I put down a grand for to be in the uh, Tesla reservation program for the Model 3. That's right. Yeah, you did pony it out in like what, thousand bucks, twenty five hundred bucks, something like that. Thousand bucks to get into the queue. So oh, nice. might have even been a year and a half. I'm not sure, but it's been a long time. So today we finally got an email and we were able to finally proceed in purchasing Tesla Model Three. So we should get delivery, assuming nothing else goes wrong, within probably it says by the end of September. So that's huge, man. That's right. Getting we, caught up now. <laughs> we uh, we went with the what midnight silver metallic paint. Yeah, that looks fancy. I saw that. Which uh, I think that adds another grand or something. I can't remember. Fifteen hundred. Basically, for any other color other than like the default black, it's like fifteen hundred or twenty five hundred, depending upon what color you want. Yeah, they have what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven options of colors. I think something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of red uh, in cars in general. I'm not a big fan of white just because they always look dirty if they're white. Yeah. Um, they had a couple of variations of black. Obsidian black. Right. Somebody was talking about a matte black finish that somebody saw somewhere, and I was like, that would have been cool, but I, didn't, I don't know which one that right. would have been. I didn't see that, but I would like that. Maybe it was a custom job. I don't know. Yeah. But as far as other... Other options that we picked up on, we got the rear-wheel drive, long-range rear-wheel drive, which is one of the two options that they're selling right now in terms of the drivetrain. Nice. We went with the metallic paint, like I talked about. We got the 19-inch sport wheels, which is the upgraded wheels, because personally, I think the default wheels are fucking hideous. I don't like those at all. They look yep. like shit. Yep. Uh, premium interior, which is kind of default. Like, you can't, you literally can't change that. 
Uh, same with the premium black, which I think is the interior color. And then we did spring for the enhanced autopilot, which is basically uh, assisted lane change and being able to follow. And um, Summon is in there. Summon is in there as well, yep. Um, we were kind of playing back and forth about whether or not we should buy that. And then my good friend Rodrigo, when we were talking to him about it at the party, basically was like, why the fuck would you buy the car if you're not going to buy that? Because basically now you've just got a fancy-ass car that was expensive and a bunch of sensors that are doing nothing. So I would agree with that. No, I would too, now that I thought about it some more. but It's a luxury vehicle, and I don't know how long it'll take. For... Some of those things they've unlocked already. You can do some in already. Right. Well, you're right. Like what? But with not like across town or anything like that. Just It must have a limit as to how far it'll go. Oh, I think it's strictly like a back. It'll like back out. It's, pr- it's pretty basic. Okay. Model 3 Summon. I'm going to look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure it's like literally it'll like back itself out of its garage. Yeah, I think that some guy was in his Tesla and his wife was sick. And so he was trying to move her Tesla out of the garage or something. And so he did it from his car. Oh. Or use the app maybe to do it. Or Yep, you can do it through the app for sure. Crazy. So basically, there's two programs that they'll allow you to buy into right now. One is enhanced autopilot and one is fully autonomous driving. And you can purchase fully autonomous driving currently. However, it's not even offered. Like you can't. You literally can't use it however you can purchase it. What is that, uh, three grand option? Yes, fully autonomous, full self-driving capability is what they call it. It is a $3,000 upgrade at the time of purchase. If you add it on after delivery, it's five grand. Wow. Uh, and it's strictly a software update. So you're not. it's not like you don't have the hardware, it's strictly software. Uh, enhanced Autopilot, is, which is what I purchased, it features auto lane change, auto steer, Traffic aware cruise control, auto park, and summon, which is what you were talking about. And it's a $5,000 option. And it's 5500 bucks if you purchase after delivery. Okay. So, again, it's a software option. Well, and I would imagine for many people, you're just going to roll that into the loan anyway. That's exactly right. I mean, that's that would probably be the only advantage of not buying it up front although it's probably eliminates any kind of advantage because you have to pay five hundred dollars additional you know you, if you didn't pay for it over the course of the loan like you're probably paying interest on that right but yeah fancy shit i like i said before i would be all about it i really like the car it would be fun to have a car like that but i i would like to be able to make more money make money on it yep well i mean you sent me an interesting article from turo where a guy was renting the car out for what two hundred dollars a day Yep. You know, so, I mean, that that makes up the payment pretty damn quick. The other, I mean, the other thing, what should be interesting is, like, I see a ton of people talking about potentially just taking a few, like, a night, say, and running it, doing Uber in it or something like that, and running it that way. And, I mean, you still are doing work, obviously, but making making up for any kind of payment difference or the expense of the car doing something like that. Yep. Because you could do, like, Uber Black or something that's much more fancy and, and drives a much higher price. That's true. You could at least get XL. I don't know what they require. Not XL, but uh, what do they call that? Is it Uber Black? Black? See, I think, I don't know if it would qualify for that or not. It used to be that Black was like Lincoln Town Car, but maybe Tesla's allowed in that now. So it's not a price point. It's a, it's a type of car. Well, there's both, but I thought Black was just like the stretch limo service kind of a thing or SUV. Okay. Yep. Um, they have... Yeah, like if I just pop in something here. 
Select. So that's what I'm thinking of. Like Select is a premium ride in a high-end car. Black is a luxury ride. So it could be a luxury. I mean, it is a luxury car. I don't know what Uber's standard is for luxury. Sure. I don't know. Just some thoughts that, you know, after you sent the Turo thing, I was like, hmm, I wonder what other people do in regards to this because I'm sure a lot of people have played around with it. And then, of course, you know, immediately I find forum articles and people are just like, why the fuck would you do that? That's the biggest ridiculous you know like that car's so expensive and now you're just like wasting miles on other people and you know you just went nutso about it sure which, which makes sense too but i think it i think for people that are probably worried about the payment probably that's less of a problem for them <laughs> well i looked at it and i maxed it out and i think i spent well i didn't max it out because i i even downgraded a few options i didn't get the performance package and you didn't get the dual motor i don't think uh it did have the you dual. did have dual motor okay did that one but all in, it was still sixty five thousand before credits. Yep. So maybe it was like fifty six thousand dollars after the credits, which includes what seventy five hundred dollar tax credit and some gas credit. Right. Estimated fuel savings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Get, you get the turbo charge. <laughs> you can use the charger stations for five years for free. Oh, did it have that on there? I wonder if that's only for the double. I wonder if that's only for the dual motor because I don't think I got that option. Okay. They said that if you bought an X or an S that you would get lifetime. Well, that's a three though. Yeah. Yeah. Like the link you sent me though, that referral link. Yes. Oh, the referral link gave you that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Five years of Tesla supercharger, whatever the fuck it's called. Yep. Supercharger. So the next thing that I started looking at is I was like, well, shit, you know, we've talked about taking a trip back to my parents' place, you know, back in rural Iowa. And I knew, I knew like the freeways would not be any kind of an issue. I knew the superchargers were well-spaced, that you could use those all the way across the country. That's no problem. But where I grew up is basically like you take a grid of freeways and like we're dead center in the middle of a whole bunch of interstates. And it's quite a ways away from them, something like 90 miles away from the, the nearest freeway. Oh. So I was like, oh, can, you know, can we make that work? But the range on these things is like 300 and... 20 miles 360 miles i can't remember but yeah uh so shouldn't be a problem but i was like that'd be pretty cool that'd be a fun road trip you couldn't use that in town if you live there conveniently you'd have to go in my hometown oh absolutely not yeah Yeah. no way unless you built your own well you because you can get a home can't you get a home charger oh yeah absolutely and you can get the the not supercharger status but you can get the what 240 volt or whatever the hell it is, like the wash, like the dryer type of yeah connection, um, and you can do that, and it'll charge pretty pretty rapidly. But is the supercharger more? Is it four eighty? Uh, they are. Yeah, you can have. I don't know what the. I'd have to look it up, but I know they will charge insanely fast. Wow, four hundred eighty volt DC fast charging stations. Yeah, yeah, four eighty volt, and the Tesla itself. Uh, the Model 3 has a 334-mile range, so pretty easily could make it in and back the 180 miles, so no problem there as long as you have a charge somewhere in between. Wow. And even, even you can plug it into a regular standard 120. It'll take forever to charge, oh, but sure. it'll charge, so that's not a problem either. Wow. Yeah, you'll be waiting for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's super cool. I I, I just want to say the other thing about the the show i would recommend check it out if you haven't joe rogan elon musk interview that was oh, really yeah. good back to the yeah back before we crashed here before we crashed and 
it was fascinating. It was two and a half hours, but it was it was really I enjoyed the whole thing. There were a lot of little tidbits that came out of it. One thing that really caught me off guard, it surprised me, is that uh, he was talking about. Well, Joe asked him, I think, like how he structures his day and how he handles his time management. Because I know he's really very, uh, how do you say it, like meticulous about time management. Well, and he's got his hands on a lot of shit. Yeah, he's got. He was running multiple companies, right? He has SpaceX, Tesla, the Boring Company, and then whatever other pet projects he's working on. And what I thought was interesting, he said a, a common misconception. People think that he's a business person or a business magnet. That's what they said. Magnet. magnet yeah. <laughs> right. And he said, no, like 80% of my time is spent in engineering. Yeah. He's an engineer by trade. Right. It's just a very unusual to have someone at that level be so technical. And I thought that was really uh, exciting and surprising because that's just not the way it works. I don't know, maybe anywhere else or very few places would, would work that way. And to his very own finding, right? Like in the podcast, he makes mention of that, going to talk to governments and talking to the president even about different things and, and warning them of things and basically getting brushed aside because they're they're not technical people and they don't necessarily understand these things quite as well. And, and so I think that gives him a really unique perspective on the CEO level. Right? Yeah. Because not only is he the CEO, but he also understands the underlying technical components and engineering components of all of his businesses. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was fascinating. I really enjoyed the the whole thing. And I like Joe anyway, so check it out. Yeah, we can link to that in the show notes so you can get that. We'll also give you a referral a referral uh, URL for Mike to both MealPal and to uh, Freshly. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe you can hit him up with some uh, free meals. That would be good. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm excited to get the first shipment in of the Freshly in a, in a week. Oh, this is your first? You haven't even had it yet. Nope, haven't gotten it yet. I just signed up today. Right on. I think it'll be here on the 20, 11 days because I scheduled it out. I'm going to be out of town. I did want to talk about something else this week. Uh, Google Cloud Summit in Seattle. Hey, Google Cloud Summit. Did you sign up? Are you going to go? No. Okay. I don't know if anybody's going. They pimped me. They sent me a cool plant. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. (laughs) But you got a plant somehow. I took one from somebody else. All right. Uh, But yeah. Must be Springer. Somebody didn't want it. The air plant and set it out. No, it's fucking bullshit, dude. They sent me an email to sign up. And I signed up right away because I thought that was good. I like Google. You all fuckers ignored your emails, and then you got a big care packages that showed up here like a few days later. <laughs> See, you got to play hard to get, Mike. This is what you don't understand. I'm trying to figure that out now. I'm learning that the hard way here. <laughs> learning that the hard way dating, you know. It's got to... Can't just be all easy. Can't always be easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm figuring that out. A little, yeah. little by little here. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I did sign up for the Google Cloud Summit in Seattle. It's going to be Wednesday. And I think it'll be kind of fun. I'm looking at the the agenda right now. So keynote is at nine. And uh, then they have some breakout sessions. Looks like it's machine learning, big data, uh, cloud migration strategies, building serverless applications. There is a lunch provided from 1240 to 140. That sounds great. And then the afternoon session, they have some more breakouts engineering uh oh 
like genome type projects, big data analytics at a global scale, preparing for Black Friday with Google Cloud Platform. Oh, presented by Rackspace. That's funny. <laughs> You're going to get lured back onto Rackspace. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey. We're not going back there again. Uh, what else do we have on here? Reliability. Oh, Internet of Things made easy. Path to smarter data and device management. Cloud security. Kubernetes. Building containerized apps with Kubernetes on the Google Cloud. Uh, zero to ML. Easy ways to start automating intelligence. Getting ahead of digital transformation. Da, 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 a little break. And then they have something. What is this shit? It looks like another round later in the evening. I don't think I'm going to stay for that. They talk about cloud auto machine learning. Cloud workers, storage for analytics. How Starbucks migrated to Apogee with zero downtime. Company that provides API management and predictive analytics software. Okay. Well, this should be fun. It's a day-long conference downtown, Bell Harbor Conference Center. So what are you looking to get out of it? I'm curious. Just because as you read the the class or the course list or whatever you want to call it there, the uh, agenda. Yeah. Most everything there seems to be big data or machine learning related, or at least that's for the most part what it sounds like. Yeah, well, I would say this. The first session and the morning session, the stuff on serverless I'm interested in, so I'd like to see more of that. Like I've mentioned before on the cast, I think I've mentioned this, that I'm building in Flutter, which is mm -hmm. a Dart, Dart language. It's a cross-platform mobile app framework written by Google. And so some of this would be applicable to that probably. But uh, I'm hoping they would cover some stuff on Firebase, Firestore. We'll see. I don't see it spelled out in here, but maybe under serverless. Um, but then the other part that would be interesting too, which is maybe not as applicable today at Quote Wizard maybe right now, but when I was at the, I went to that FinTech conference in April in San Francisco and they had a very cool presentation Google did on TensorFlow yeah, and the machine learning models there. And it was what I remember the takeaway from that was just how easy it was to start getting set up. They already have models available that you can tap, excuse me, tap into. And so I would like to experiment with that. I think it would be really fun to throw a data set that we have at that and just try to make some. So you, you want to take potentially quote wizard data and move it into the Goog, the Goog cloud? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would have to talk to a few people before they would even sure. be open to that. But I would like just like to know how this works, Yep. get a better understanding of it. Because right now I'm just at the buzzword level. I have some basic idea of how this AI works and how the machine learning works but i'd like to know a little bit more so you just want more exposure to machine learning and ai in general is what you're trying to get out of it in yeah that's that's a takeaway and then anything about serverless architecture and google cloud would be interesting too yeah uh, some of that's a little more personal than work just because i like the strategy they've taken i just think they have a different approach than aws and azure has up to this point and they're kind of the big underdog, too. So for no other reason than that, I like what they're doing. But their approach so far has been very different. And so I like a good example of that is the Firestore database that handles push notification in real time. So you update the database in one spot on one phone app, and it's instantly updated on the other phone apps in the database. No crazy Ajax calls, none of that, nothing, nothing happens there. It's just, it's a connection that stays open. 
must be like some kind of long holding messaging thing and that's pretty sweet hmm. yeah so that'll be Wednesday alright well good one we'll wrap this up you can contact us on Twitter you can contact Mike at ChipperSF you can contact me at Kyle P. Johnson and you can contact the show at Coffee Code Cast or use the hashtag Ask3C you can contact us via email at coffeecodecast at gmail.com. The website is coffeecodecast.com, and we're available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, and TuneIn. So go check us out, give us a rating, like us, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>